Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Uh, around 12 o'clock today, the Edmonton Oilers made it official. Ilya Konovalov, who had uh, agreed to a deal in the KHL. The way it works with players signing back in Europe is they don't wait until June 30th to get something worked out. So we know Koskinen's going to Switzerland and uh, Konovalov who is a little bit undersized, is going to end up going back to the KHL. This leaves the Oilers with four goaltenders under contract. Mike Smith, who uh, wants to take some more time to decide his future. Stuart Skinner. Ryan Fanti signed out of uh, Minnesota Duluth, the NCAA. Uh, And uh, the other guardian would be Olivier Rodrigue, the son of Sylvain. By the way, and I mentioned it during the interview, uh, tonight TSN's got the the TSN uh, coverage of the Edmonton Oil Kings. We'll get to the NHL today. Um, The Oil Kings, it was on last night on TSN, and Victor Finley, along with Kevin Sawyer, did the broadcast. I thought it was excellent. Like They did a real good job of it. Um, The Oil Kings won last night 4-0. Dylan Gunther did not finish the game. Took a hit in uh, lower body second period, and looked like he tweaked something and did not play uh, the rest of the game. Jackson Weeb also uh, missed the last couple of games, so we'll wait and see what's happening with Gunther. would not surprise me if he does not play tonight. All right, uh, this is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We'll tell you Japanese Village is open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton area locations featuring J- uh, Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit J- jvedmonton.ca. We head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, the River Creek Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it from the cult of hockey, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you? Fantastic, Bob. How are you doing? Good, good. Fantastic. How is it? Uh, what's the perception? You know, we, we bring you on. Uh, you provide us a little bit of analytics, especially in the scoring chances. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but you monitor all things that involve the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, how's the fan base been from your perspective with the Oilers' uh, demise in Game 4 and the conclusion of their season in Round 3 of the Conference Final? Well, no one's happy that they, that they lost. But uh, overall, Bob, I think... Uh, the vast, vast, vast majority of Oilers fans are overjoyed 
that's how this season went. I mean, let's remember, we all remember, in February, this team looked like it might not make the playoffs. It was trending that way. It was a pretty dark time. And um, the way things have gone since then have been uh, remarkable uh, under Jay Woodcroft. So, and in the Colorado series, it quickly became evident that the Avalanche were at a whole different level than the Oilers. And that's partly because of Nurse and Drysaddle's injuries, which we now know what they were. They were playing, I don't know, 50% uh, of what they can bring. Um, maybe Drysaddle a little bit more than Nurse in some ways. But if the Oilers had a healthy team, they would have had like a, a puncher's chance, I think, of beating the Avs. With those two players injured it was quickly evident to all fans most fans you know after at least you know after game two this is a this is not likely to happen i mean we can always hope but there's a recognition of that you know there's the 200 we hear about the 200 hockey men well there's the 200 analytics guys who are of course always hypercritical of ken holland less so of jay woodcroft and they'll have you know there's you know people who are dissatisfied with you know we'll blame it on this or that move that holland made or didn't make um, there's always that faction of people who are not who are perpetually unhappy with what the Oilers do. But by and large, the vast majority of fans are extremely happy. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, the Oilers have sold a lot of season tickets because of this playoff run. I wouldn't be surprised. So, uh, Yeah, uh, it was amazing what McDavid and Drysaddle did, and I, especially given the fact that Leon, it wasn't just a high ankle sprain for Leon. He had two upper body issues that he came into the playoffs with. Uh, but just a thought on that front. Uh, we watched something, witnessed something that hadn't happened in 40 years in the NHL since Rick Middleton and Barry Peterson did it. 30-plus points for guys that didn't advance on to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I wonder if McDavid has an outside chance of winning the playoff scoring title this year um, <laughs> with what he did. Bob, Connor McDavid, uh, you know, Dreisaitl, you know, was feeding. It was incredible how he could be productive just by passing the puck. And it worked when he was with McDavid uh, because Connor's so fast. He, he would draw players to him and open up space for, for Drysaddle then to, to make plays. When they got split up in this series, um, that didn't work at all when Drysaddle wasn't with McDavid. But Connor McDavid, um, it, it's a, I've said it before, many people have said it, he went supernova these playoffs in the first two rounds. He played at a level of two-way hockey he has never approached before as a player. His defensive play, especially after game, starting in game six in Los Angeles, was, was utterly superlative. Like, he was taking care of all the details. Interestingly, um, the Avs did a heck of a job shutting him down. And we've seen this before with very fast defensemen, like um, fast and skilled defensemen, like um, in 2017, Vlasic with uh, San Jose, Winnipeg with um, uh, Morrissey and DeMello. Those are the kind of <laughs> defensemen, excuse me, that give Connor McDavid trouble. And he had a lot of trouble against Taves and McCarr and um, uh, Bowen Byram. Those kind of defensemen, that's who you want to put out against Connor McDavid. That's the recipe. If you're going to slow him down, nobody stops him. If you're going to slow him down, that's what it's going to take. And he was, he was slowed down in that series. I mean, uh, the MVP of that series was not Connor McDavid. It was Kale McCarr. Yeah, well, and I mean, I, I, there's one of those guys in the league, too. Pardon me? There's one player like that in the league, Kale McCarr. There's nobody yeah. else like him, and he's got the perfect partner in Devin Tays. He's an amazing player. Like, I, I didn't really realize what an amazing player Kale McCarr was until this series. And uh, he, I mean, Connor McDavid is one of a kind. So is Kale McCarr. Um, you know, I think it's likely Austin Matthews, I guess, is going to win 
the MVP this year, which I think is a travesty personally. But if there's one player who I actually think is in kind of a unique, similar kind of league in being a different player, a special player in the NHL right now, it's Gail McCarr. What did, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, David. What did you guys end up? Because I know the cult of hockey does the scoring chances. Yeah. Uh, what did it end up being in terms of for the entire series? Okay. Well, let, let's run through all the series. So for the first series against LA, the orders had like a plus. Uh, it was about plus four uh, grade A shots per game okay. differential. That's about a goal a game. Uh, four grade A shots amounts to about a goal a game. So against LA, they were just totally dominant. Against the Kings, it was plus two grade A shots per game. Calgary, so again, yeah, they were, plus yeah, two, excuse yeah. me, against Calgary. Against, in the first three games, Bob, the others were minus 6.5 grade A shots against the abs per game. Minus 6.5 grade A shots per game. Almost like, like a goal and a half down. It wasn't close. They closed it off in the last game, and I thought I noticed in the last game that they played more of a trapping style. Um, you know, you'd really have to break down the video to to look at that. But I think that they did adjust their tactics in the last game and played more of a neutral zone trap because that's how you're going to... You, you, when you were trying to forecheck those players, Makar and Byram and Caves, you were you were struggling because they could just beat the forecheck with a quick move. It was happening repeatedly, leading to odd man rushes. And I think they pulled back and developed a better strategy as <laughs> the series went along, and they almost won that game. It was the closest game. That the scoring chances in the last game were, were pretty much even for grade-A shots. David, I know you love to do polls on the call to hockey. Maybe you should do one on Yes, a pull Yarvey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was, the, yeah. you know, both, uh, I guess, Ken, uh, Jay Woodcroft and Ken Holland addressed Yes, a pull Yarvey. Uh, where do you yeah. think the fan base is at right now with this player? Well, I think he obviously, Ken Holland addressed this a bit more forthrightly than did Woodcroft. I mean, Woodcroft said, Paul never lost the confidence of his teammates and his coaches, which may well be true. But Ken Holland talked about Paul losing his own confidence, and that was so evident watching him play. Uh, he was just incredibly tentative with the puck. Like, he didn't feel like he could make a play. That's how it looked. So that was a very difficult playoff for Yesopoli-Arvey, and I think there's a wide recognition of that. But, you know, a lot of fans, including myself, will go back to the, you know, the body of work over the whole season. You know, Woodcroft, or, or was it Holland? One of them mentioned the injuries that he had gone through. Like, um, you know, one, he was out six weeks with a, you know, a lower body injury, and then he got a non-COVID um, illness that kept him out a week, and, and he never really bounced back from that. So, but the whole body of work, when you look at his full season, he, he was a very good forward for the Edmonton Oilers until after he got hurt. And it's, it's, there's kind of like a clear line in the sand, if you ask me, where Pugliarvi, when he was healthy this year, played very well. When he was unhealthy, man, he, he, he was lucky to be in the lineup. He really didn't help the team and struggled in the playoffs. And, and I think that I, I would be surprised if that's not kind of the majority position, that the people recognize that this, there's a player here. If he's healthy, when, he's, when he gets hurt, He's not. He 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 didn't perform well. David, one final one for you, and it's kind of fun, but it's also kind of frustrating. And you referenced it yesterday in a piece uh, after the game. Both the score and the sport and Sportsnet, who is the Oilers' broadcast partner, put out tweets that basically trolled Oilers fans, and it was like within minutes of Edmonton being eliminated. Yeah. Uh, the guy that works for Sportsnet previously worked for uh, Maple Leaf and Sports Entertainment. He worked for the Toronto FC and, and the Raptors and their social uh, content strategy dude. Um, now, both tweets have subsequently been pulled down. What's your take on that? 
a terribly out of, unbelievably out of touch people, uh, young, uh, people running their social media. I mean, to alienate, to, to, and it's so typical of Toronto. Like, you, you never think about the hinterlands when you're in Toronto. You just think of Toronto and maybe you give a thought to New York a lot. They're obsessed with New York and Toronto. And to think that that wouldn't be insulting to people in Edmonton, where you have hundreds of thousands of paying customers, who does that? Who insults their customers like that? I feel sorry today for Mark Spector and Gene Principe. You know, the, the guy in Toronto, I don't know what the repercussions are going to be for him who posted that. But they're going to have to live with this for, for, for months, if not years. People are going to bring up the fact of this kind of nasty little shot at the Oilers from, you know, the Oilers broadcast partner, from the people who have bought the naming rights, you know, the Rogers as the naming rights to the arena. Like, who, who, on what planet is that okay that you make a, a nasty little tweet like that about your customers? And that's what he did, and big mistake. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a, significant, a significant ripple effect in other areas of business for organizations when they do that. Uh, the, and again, both. Uh, I know I saw the response to the score one, and people are like, I'm pulling that app right now. Forget it. I'm, I'm dry. I don't need your app. Uh, yeah. And of course, advertising is sold on apps, as we both know. It was, it was interesting how quickly they both came down. And you wonder where it emanates from, and I think we both know where it comes from. So, again, I said yesterday one word, disappointing. Uh, when I think of, uh, you know, Chorus, uh, Bendy, you know, Chorus works and goes, people can say what they want about 630 Chad and the various uh, Chorus stations, but they support the orders. That is one thing that they've done. Uh, gone out of their way to support the Oilers over the years. Yeah. In, in, uh, you know, through hell and high water. And there's been some tough miles on there. I, I, disappointing. I was uh, quite surprised. And they never apologized yet, Bob. Like, uh, unless I've missed it. I mean, it's one thing to pull it down. Like, oops. Well, when you do that, they, they you know, I'm willing to, to let bygones be bygones and say whatever. Like, people make mistakes on social media. I have done so myself. If you take it down and then also but also apologize i think that's that's that would be a wise move and um i've yet to see it david thanks for your time thanks bob that's david staples call to hockey we reached him on the river Cree resort and casino hotline 780-496-0063 the river Cree resort casino excitement bet on it when we come back on oilers now uh we'll get to the Oilers now injury report it'll be a live one for james h brown injury lawyers or a taped one but with some audio and uh brendan escott will bring you nhl today it's 121 in edmonton well, he was playing with a high ankle sprain. He got hurt, uh, um, I think, game, what, game six in L.A. when uh, Mikey Anderson uh, body slammed him. Um, and it was a struggle. You know, I, you guys saw, I mean, he was going down the, 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 the odd game. He'd go down after a shift. He'd go down, he'd come back, and he was playing in a lot of pain. So, you know, one of the, for me, watching what he went through, I mean, obviously he couldn't practice. He, he just, he, he only could play. And he played, but he had 30, 35, 33, 34 points. It was unbelievable at the level that he played at with what he was going through. Um, Nuge was playing with an injured shoulder. Um, you got Nurse with the, uh, with the hip flexor. The last game, Jesse hurt his shoulder. 
I mean, come playoff time, they play, but I think it's probably Jesse's a four to six week injury. You know, Smitty Yamamoto was in concussion protocol. So, and then, and then beyond that, I mean, I went through it this morning with uh, TD Force. There's five, six, seven other guys that were playing banged up, but that's this time of the year, that's what NHL players do. They play banged up. Will nurse require surgery? Right now, TD told me as of 15 minutes ago that he does not think anybody needs surgery, but we're getting pictures on a few people and we'll know more in the next few days. There you go. That is Ken Holland with a full Oilers Now injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It is 125 in Edmonton. Let's head off to NHL today for elite promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, Drew Shamahorn, and the staff at Elite. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. They'll take care of you. A night off for the NHL after Tampa tied the Eastern Conference Final, beating New York 4-1 at Amelie Arena last night. So the, sh- the series will shift back to the world's most famous arena, Game 5, tomorrow night. Colorado obviously getting some more rest as a result of that. P.K. Subban is the King Clancy Memorial Award. Award winner this year. Uh, reports are that David Pasternak not too keen on re-signing in Boston at the mm. conclusion of his six-year deal and expires after this upcoming season. We'll keep an eye on that one. Sebastian Cosa and the Edmonton Oil Kings shut out the Thunderbirds in Seattle last night. They've now got a 2-1 series lead in the Western Hockey League final. Game four tonight, 8 o'clock Chad time. You can watch it on TSN 3. Uh, should mention that no goals have been scored in the first period of any of the first three games of this series and uh, Dylan Gunther did not finish the game last night? Did not finish the game. Think about it. They're playing back-to-back games. Look to be a lower body issue. Uh, Would not surprise me if he doesn't play tonight. Uh, Then they fly back to Edmonton here because Seattle can't get their building for game five. It's normally a 2-3-2 and scenario. Um, Who knows? We'll see what happens with Gunther, but uh, it was pretty noticeable, his absence from the lineup. So uh, there you have it. By the way, the Quebec League final is on 5 o'clock TSN 3 with Xavier Borgo and the Shawinigan Cataracts. Uh, they're up 2 nothing in their series against Charlottetown, and Borgo has scored the game-winning goal in back-to-back games, including the GWG and OT. The vehicle pipeline is moving, and our friends at Brent Ridge Ford have a few units in stock and many more on the way. You can check with Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich, and the gang to see if they've got the right vehicle for you. If not, they can still order one to the exact specifications that you want. But hurry, because the order bank is getting full. If you want to be treated fairly when you purchase a vehicle and get outstanding service, call a staff at Brent Ridge Ford, 1-877-FORD. That's 1-877-477-3673. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. It is 128 in Edmonton. Still to come, a comment from Jay Woodcroft on uh, maybe getting some practice time at the start of next season. We'll hear from one or two of the Oilers players wrap-up availabilities yesterday. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling when we return after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.